When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and thanks for joining us for the phnx suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app america's number one sportsbook app don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review i'm lindsey smith here with gerald borgay and espo and guys unfortunately we're the big losers again tonight <laughs> uh, the phoenix suns fell to the new orleans pelicans 128 to 117 and we're all just out here losing our damn minds for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but would you like 30 to 45 seconds to rant about however you're feeling or whatever you're thinking right now? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, if you're upset about the Zion Williamson dunk with three seconds left, go watch baseball where unwritten rules matter. I don't give a shit. That was a cool 360 windmill dunk. I don't care. Talk to me about sportsmanship, poor sportsmanship. If you don't like it, don't let him dunk on you. Don't get punked for the third game in a row. How about that? Like, I love Chris Paul having an attitude towards the bench afterwards. I love that they actually showed some fight at the end after the game was over. But I could not care less if Zion does a cool dunk when the game's already decided. Nobody gives a shit. I don't think you should either. Just if you if that's the thing that you're upset about after this game, you're doing it all wrong. All right. Hold on. Hold on. That's Gerald's rant point before we go into it. Espo, what's your rant point? Oh, you just want me. To I just I just want to know what, <laughs> what you're mad about right now. That's this, it. This team is not a championship contender. <clears throat> this team right now, as constituted, isn't a Western Conference finals contender. This team will be lucky to get bounced in the second round. Again, if they do not make changes, this is officially James Jones's problem. We were talking about it off air. I don't know that James Jones has made a fantastic move in his time in Phoenix because I give the Chris Paul move to Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And outside of that, you can point to Cam Johnson. Nice draft pick, sure. And he's made some fringe moves, but I have yet to see him make that all-in move. It's always, oh, it's all about championships. That's what our focus is here in Phoenix. Then fucking do your job and actually make a move because right now this team is flatlining and it's pathetic. Um, I don't have a rant because I feel like I got it all out on (laughs) Wednesday when Saul and I had to sit here and talk about the Celtics game Mm. all by ourselves for 45 minutes until Gerald joined us from Mm -hmm. the Footprint Center. And I feel the exact same way. Like, it's just annoying. I'm just I'm bummed. It's I'm like, granted, this game was a little bit better. But again, they had injuries to substantial players that if those guys come back on Sunday, it could be even worse than what it was tonight. And I just want to know what's going on with Devin. Yeah. I would love to know. Does he have an ankle injury? Did something additional happen in tonight's game late in that fourth quarter? 
Is it mental? Is he tired? Like, what's going on? Because this is not Devin. But but again, if it's an injury, that's on James Jones because it's a secretive bullshit. You're doing a disservice to your guys if you're not disclosing that a guy's hurt or he's got something that's lingering because then all the fingers are pointed at him. Well, why are you doing this? Why aren't you that? If he's hurt, tell us. If he's not, we've got a bigger problem in Phoenix right now. I'd agree. I agree. I think people were wondering about the ankle sprain he had a couple of uh, games ago when he kind of turned it, whether he's okay. And again, if he's out there, we have, we're supposed to assume, at least from a competitive standpoint, that he's 100%. If he's not, he shouldn't be out there. Like, And I understand that he's intrinsic to everything you're doing and that this team, again, look at the last three losses, really sucks when he's not playing well. But like, you got to think long term if there's something bothering him. And after that one turnover he had where Zion had the pick six for the dunk, Book was running back on the play and it looked like he kind of came up a little hobbled or lame or whatever, looked like hamstring type thing. And he got pulled for the last minute or two of the game. So for me, even on a night where he was struggling, five of 17, wasn't playing great defense for Monty to pull him in that situation when they're down eight and it's still it's not a they're not going to win, but it's still a game that's within reach for him to do that tells me that something might be wrong. And I will definitely be waiting on the injury report and hoping they actually tell us what it is for Sunday's game. If he's not injured, these last three games are a condemnation condemnation on him, right? And his game. Mm. Because those are the games where you need him to step up. Those are the games where the lights are shining brightest, right? You're playing a, a Mavericks team that kicked your ass in the playoffs. You're playing a Boston team that's the best in the East, and you're playing a Pelicans team that sur- supplanted you a- as the best in the West. And you come out and you lay three straight eggs. If he's not injured, there's questions to be asked about him. And I was I was the one pounding the table loudest about MVP stuff, and I'll pound the table loudest about this right now. If this isn't a hurt Devin Booker, this is unacceptable. I mean, what if it's an exhausted Devin Booker? That's, there's no... I'm sorry, you're a professional athlete. Like, I get it, you played a lot of minutes, but exhaustion does not seem like a a realistic you know, answer here, excuse here. Like, I'm sorry... If you're exhausted now, then late April, May, and if you're lucky enough to get to June, are going to be really freaking bad then because it does not get any easier the rest of the way. I mean, and he is a younger guy. It's not like we're talking about an older, quote-unquote, player within the league. He should be able to handle it. And if he can't, then I think that's about having a conversation with your coach that if you are bearing too much of the load, which he has had to do, quite a bit this season already with all the injuries, then you have the conversation behind the closed doors. I can't play the whole fourth quarter for five straight games. You have to pull me at some point in time. Or ask for a load management day. If you're if you're really feeling it that bad, just say, I can't go. Yeah. I need a rest. You know, but that's not the way these guys are wired. But yeah, but I, sometimes you should it's better off to take he, the day than it is to drop three straight in a row if that's if it's an injury or if it's exhaustion, whatever it may be. Better to take the day than have three straight horrible games. Look, you as a player, you shouldn't have to ask that. Your coach and your training staff should know that. All I've heard is all this technology and you know winners work and all this crap, right? 
Well, you should know if your guy is to the point of exhaustion where he can't play well, and you should be saying you're taking the night off. Mm-hmm. Like that's right. that's a leadership thing. You you get someone has to step up that's above Booker and force him to realize like, okay, we get you want to play 40 minutes a night. That's not how it works anymore. Like yeah. we are not in the 90s NBA. Someone has to be the adult in the room there and tell him to sit out if he's not 100%. We again, we don't know and with this team and the way that they handle injuries, we might not never no, but but this goes back to James Jones. Like I'm not a basketball savant, all right. Mm. I don't I don't kid myself that I could play GM in the league. But I was smart enough to know that power forward was a problem on this team coming into this year, uh, in terms of size and and everything. Uh, that the bench was going to be problematic at times, and that if you really wanted to win a championship, you needed a second elite scorer with Devin Booker, especially if. CP3 is on the backslide. And those are all the freaking problems you're dealing with. And when Devin scores 40 or 50, you can kind of hide that. But when he can't, when he has a bad night and happens to have three bad nights in a row, this is what you get. And you can't win playoff basketball like that. And that's what we've said this is all about. I don't care if they only win 50 in the regular season, but if you're not built for the playoffs, it doesn't matter. So Sam said, or maybe he's not tired, he's just off in the chat. And sure, that could definitely be something, but there's usually a reason behind why somebody is off, especially a guy like Devin. It doesn't just, I mean, sometimes, yes, it just happens, but off this many times in a row doesn't happen. Like, I don't remember this type of a stretch from Devin over the last couple of years whatsoever. And And maybe that's just... Me forgetting things. And especially not against elite competition because we've talked about him and the Suns in this regard for years now. They get up for these types of games. And, you know, honestly, it was good to see that it wasn't a blowout like the last two, but it still got out of hand near the end. It still was a game where they didn't look like themselves. And it was the third time in a row where Booker has shot really poorly. He was 5 for 17 tonight. That's after 6 for 17 against Boston and 4 for 13 against the Mavs. Like, he hasn't hit 20 points in the last three games. I can't remember the last time that that has happened for him. Uh, So he's going through it. I don't know what the reason behind it is, but this team, obviously, in its current construction, needs him to ball out. It's why we were talking about him in the MVP race before the last week or two. And now it's why we're saying, okay, something is going on because this is not the booker that we're used to at all. And a lot of speculation about his hamstrings. If it's his hamstrings again, I get very concerned about that because I, I, you know, I may be the only one old enough on this panel right now to remember it, but that's what took down KJ in terms of his Mm -hmm. basketball career. He, uh, he, his hamstrings always had issues, and everybody thought he had bigger potential, never could live up to it. I don't want to see something nagging like hamstrings take down Devin Booker, and I start to get a little concerned if that's what it is again with him. Now, that's pure speculation. That's where everybody's gone to, but that's concerning uh, anyways. And I'm just – I I want to reemphasize this because I know people get upset when their favorite team loses, but, like, I'm seeing stuff in the in the comments that's like, this team chokes against elite competition. They have the best record against teams with winning records the last two seasons, each of those last two seasons. So, like, do your homework on that. Kardashian curse, stop blaming women for men's shortcomings, A. And B, like, 
they're not together anymore. So you can't even fucking point to that. Like, please have a straight head on your face when you get upset about why this team is losing. Look, and there's there's talk in the chat about the free throw. I know we're going all over the place, Lindsay. <laughs> Listen, on <laughs> nights like this, when it's the third straight game, it's just chaos. And that's all it is. Everyone in the chat is so angry, arguing with us, arguing <laughs> with each other, arguing with their mothers. Like, I get it. We're all upset. <laughs> People want us to be harsher. People want us to give out flowers to certain players and not others. Like, everyone's angry right now loud noises let it all out people i feel well, you okay people want to complain it's about fine. about 35 to 13 at the free throw line mm. i don't think this is a ref problem at this point right uh there were some bad calls but right now i think this team's biggest problem and i said this to you guys while we were sitting there i think they take after monty too much i think they keep their composure a little too much they're they're more of a turn the other cheek kind of kind of team rather than taking it to them. That's the problem. Force the freaking issue. Make the contact. Do the things that the Pelicans have done so well against you since the playoffs. And Zion owned them, and we knew that was going to be a problem mm. because they had nobody to stop him. But they didn't do the little things that it took to stop everybody else. The bench got dominated. Second chance points were well in favor of the Pelicans. This team didn't put forth the effort necessary to win, and it took ungodly three-point sh shooting in the fourth to just keep them within striking distance. I, I just think it's a matter of physicality, and you look at where they take their shots. They're 29th in the NBA in shots at the rim. Like, you're not going to get as many foul calls if you don't attack the rim and if you take a lot more mid-range jumpers. They need to be more physical. They need to, like exaggerate contact when they get it because that's what all the other teams do around the league. I'm not saying they need to turn into a bunch of floppers, but yeah, they need they to do. embrace contact. The they need to embrace contact and they don't. I'm sick of the, oh, I don't like, okay, I get it. We don't like flopping, but that's what works in this league. So if you're not willing to do what works in this league, you're going to get the same result. I'm so I hate that you have to default to that, but if that's the way the game's called, play that way. Yeah. It's that simple. You got you. I love. I know that you want to be counterculture. You want to go against the the curve. But if that's working for teams that are winning, freaking learn how to flop. <laughs> well, and Monty addressed that earlier in the season, and he said, "Sure, I could probably work on that in practice, but I'm not going to because that's not the correct way to play basketball." Again, essentially, but but Monty. then but the thing is, is you can't complain about not getting the foul calls if you're not going to play the way that the fouls are called. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's the same thing when we talk about trades. You can't ask for somebody to come help bolster your team and not offer anything in return. It just is what it is. Okay. And it's and that's on this team to to figure that part of it out. But that old school mentality that, oh, well, I'm not going to. That's not the right way. The right way to play basketball is the way you win basketball. Everything else doesn't matter. Gerald, you say screw unwritten rules right yeah i mean my you can't get up in arms uh, about dumb things like zion dunking and then look at the way the game's being played and go we gotta we can't we can't play you know that way that's not good basketball good basketball is winning a championship that's all we care about i don't care if you have to flop worse than luca learn how to do it take a damn acting class <laughs> okay <laughs> Now that we spent the first 15 <laughs> minutes of this show in just 
a tornado of emotions and feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break and talk about Four Peaks. Four Peaks is a great way to take a break. If you guys are at home right now watching this, you got Four Peaks in your fridge, crack one open. It's Friday night. Why not? If you haven't checked out their Four Peaks Advent calendar box, you should definitely check it out. This is really cool because it's a surprise beer every day of the month. And sure, we're already into the month, but you could, you know, like a day like this, you could drink three in a row. This Maybe to try is, and help catch up. This box is dangerous because after these three games, I'd have 24 gone <laughs> if this was just sitting in front of me. But it's it's really fun because, again, who doesn't love a good surprise? It's Four Peaks beer, so you know it's going to be great. And they are available at their brewery down in Tempe. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Also, if you're at home and you're sitting on a really uncomfortable couch or really uncomfortable chair, might I recommend our friends at More Furniture for an upgrade this holiday season? Right now, you can save up to 50% off for their holiday clearance event that is happening. Again, More Furniture, that's morfurniture.com, or you can stop by their location here in the Valley to check them out. All right, gentlemen, we have quite a few super chats that we need to get to. Emma, can you pull all of those up for me, please? (laughs) People are so angry they're putting their money where the mouth is. So we're just going to go straight down the list here, okay? Mm -hmm. And then we can discuss whichever ones you guys want to. Brian said, DA and Espo need flowers. Brian, thank you for your super chat. We will talk DeAndre in. Killer Rex, thank you for your super chat. I said, we need Julius Randall, please. Make this trade happen ASAP. I checked in on this. I don't think the Suns have interest based on how large his contract is. Okay. And moving forward. It okay. would be great, but that's what we're hearing behind the scenes. So sorry if we uh, killed your hopes and dreams there. I know Shane is probably crying right now after hearing that. Colin, Colin, thank you for your super chat. Says, I don't think James Jones deserves flack until December 15th when those players are eligible for trade. Maybe that's his target. This is on the players. Um, It is on the players, 100%. I will blame them before I blame James Jones. However, James Jones is at the helm of this group and should have known things that his team would need throughout the season to sustain um, 82 games. And I don't think that he really did enough there. But tonight specifically, the last three games specifically, that's been on the players, 100%. Colin, I love you. I appreciate you being a flat girther. But this is the (laughs) same same line I've heard at trade deadlines uh in the off season it's always a oh well wait 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 i've yet to see james jones make that move push those poker chips figure out what he really wants to do that's where my frustration is with him you have any thoughts on that one or not not really i I think we i mean we've discussed it i can't remember if it was this pregame show or the last one it will open up more trade avenues not necessarily any guys that i like that are going to be available december 15th but it does give you more options for three team deals, different trades. So I I do think though, if we don't see something pretty soon after December 15th, then, then we're going to have a lot of reason to be upset. Uh, Do I have to read this one since? No, it's fine. It's, it's okay. I'll read it. Psycho blue. Thank you for your super chat said basketball. Cthulhu is going to go into another decade long sleep at this rate. Is it too late to enter the Wemby sweepstakes? Yes. Yes. They already have too many wins. <laughs> they already have too many with 16. <laughs> Plus, we're the Suns. We're not getting a number one pick for another 50-some-odd years. So or we'll just... screw it up if we do. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. 
Okay. Soul rolling over. All right. Taboo's tidbits. Thank you for your super chat. Said book is good. He just scored 40 plus three times last week. Come on, y'all. It's an 82 game season. Book will find himself. We've got to play with force. All caps. Relax. Don't do it. Um, I agree. I'm not I'm not of the same mind as some people on the internet and in the chat who are like, we gotta trade book, burn it all down, throw it out the window. Uh book is a great player. He is the or one of the top shooting guards in this league. I would like Devin to play like Devin though. Yeah, we, we just want to see him play like I'm not overreacting. I'm yeah. not saying that this team is dead in the water if he's our best player, but yeah, like we would like to see him return to form. It's a long season. I think he will get back there. They're dead in the water if he's the, their best player and he plays like this. Well, yeah. That's, that's what they're dead yeah, in the water. That's <laughs> dead on arrival. All right. What do we have next? Icon. Icon, thank you for your super chat. Said, all I want for Christmas is the Suns to learn how to pass the effing ball into the post. That's a fair point tonight. Normally, I'm not the guy that's like watching every single play, looking at when when they did or didn't get D.A. the ball. But tonight it was very noticeable. There were a couple of instances where D.A. fought for good position and they just didn't find him. There was even the one where D.A. Uh, like barreled through Jose Alvarado because he flopped and he was wide open and Payne hit the three, but he was pretty open. Uh, they did not do a good job with their entry passes tonight. So I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I they looked like Cardinals quarterbacks from the early nineties, uh, trying to throw those passes and I had a lot of interceptions. Yeah. It, it was funny. I, I turned to you and I said, we go from them not necessarily trying to overtly get DA the ball to them forcing it into him. And neither way has worked real well for him. Right. Well, let's continue talking about DA because the, uh, for our super chat, we read wanted flowers for DA. How do you guys feel like DA played tonight overall? I thought he was good. I think he had a couple of turnovers where he is not quite used to having doubles thrown at him, which is kind of alarming because it's happened a lot more frequently and it's an easy thing to fix. But aside from that, like 25 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, 11 to 15. Um, you know, he was one of the few consistent. He was the most consistent player, I think, for the Suns tonight uh, from start to finish. Um, so D.A. played really well. I had no problems with Aiton's performance played 40 minutes, which is huge mm -hmm. for him. Uh, finished 11 of 15, uh, as well from the floor. He was efficient. I felt like most of the game, he had a decent amount of aggression. Uh, and when you consider he's going up against Valanchunas mm -hmm. and at times having to bang a little bit with Zion down there, I thought it was a, a pretty good overall performance but it's proof that he can't be the guy to carry you in a lot of these situations. Uh, I don't think it's sustainable necessarily, which is, uh, you know, it's tough. I mean, that's, that's a good game from him and there just wasn't enough elsewhere. You know, I mean, right. if DA didn't have the night he had, this would have been a really ugly game. Right. So. And, and, and I hate to pin any loss on one player because it's never just one player. But, you know, you look at the stat sheet and most of the starters showed up except for the guy that they need to show up the most. Like mm -hmm. until Booker starts playing better, they're going to struggle. And that's, you know, that's what comes with being a superstar in this league. It, it is. And it's also because he, he his energy, his vibes, all the things that come with being who Devin Booker is on this team mm -hmm. are infectious. Yeah, it, it affects the other guys. If they see that Devin doesn't have the night, 
I don't know if it adds more stress to them, if it puts more pressure on them and they're not used to having to deal with that or they're learning to still deal with that or just maybe the fact that it rubs off on them a little bit too much. Mm. It does. It really does. Devin is infectious. Whatever is going on with Devin, you will feel it with the other guys, at least in smaller moments throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, but to me, this wasn't this wasn't a starters lost this game kind of game. No. I think DA did what he needed to. Devin was off, but Chris Paul, which I know we'll get into, had a bounce back game. But this was lost bench. I mean, it's 56 to 29 bench mm-hmm. points. I mean, that's that's a big hole you're expecting your starters to dig you out of just to, just there. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but second chance points were 23 to nine. Like you're not going to overcome that. I don't care how well you shoot the three. That's not something you're overcoming uh, in those two categories when it's so dominant to the New Orleans Pelicans right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's unfortunate because like D Lee came in, hit a couple of big threes. He was four for six, had 12 points. Jock Landale was pretty good. Nine points on four or five. But you ah. look elsewhere and ahead, the contributions are pretty scarce. Um, I know a lot of people were probably glad to see Josh Okogie getting a little bit more minutes tonight off the bench. Um, but, you know, you the defense is what was lacking. And you look at the scoring on the other side for the Pelicans defense and the contrast is pretty stark there. At one point, Jock Landale was the only person off the bench who had any points. I think it was he had seven for almost two. Whole, was it a whole two quarters? Mm-hmm. Did, was, was he the only yeah. person who had scored on the bench? Oh, for the first two quarters of the entire game? Or was it just it was, part It was of the, the majority quarter. of the first two quarters. I don't know if it was the entire first half. But, yeah, we Which looked at each other great. during the second quarter and we're like, Jock is the only one that scored, you know, seven points. Yeah, so that's that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I see those Super Chats one more time, please, Emma? Thank uh, you. It was the first half. It was, was the Jock whole entire the first half? That yeah, that's, that's an issue. That is a problem. Um. Trevor, thank you for your super chat. Do you guys want to get into the chippiness right now? Chippiness at the end should make Book get out of his slump. Sunday is a good opportunity to explode for 30-plus points. He has to be tired of losing. You would this hope so. This could be something. You hope so. You hope they take that anger from and that offense that they took to the Zion dunk and carry it into Sunday's game. Like, okay, if that's how it's going to be. Because there were tempers flaring at the end of the game. Emma, if we could pull the clip up. Like, when... Zion dunked it. There was still about two seconds left on the clock. I think the Suns had just tried to score, so I don't have issue with this, but the Suns definitely did. Chris Paul goes over to the bench, has something to say, and then you see tempers flare pretty quickly there. You see guys start running over. You see Max, the Suns security guy, run over. And Kevin Young and Willie Green, who were assistants together in Phoenix, were having pretty strong words about whatever they were talking about. Um mm. Like that was that was kind of intense. And Monty was just kind of standing there with like his <laughs> normal face. And then he even started getting into it and started hollering at guys. So like this is exactly what I was hoping they would kind of come into this game with that kind of smash mouth attitude. I'll take it if we see it on Sunday, though. I love Monty got that twisted like halfway through that face. That's kind of twisted. like, yeah, I have to hit a fool. out here. <laughs> like, what is going on? I look if this this is ridiculous if this is what it takes to get you fired up. It shouldn't be. You should have been pissed off like this coming into the game. Right. And I you know, the more I think about it, the more I think you're right. Like mm. I get that it's showboating, mm. but you didn't do anything about it all night. If, Zion did that 
in traffic half the time right. he was dunking on dudes. So. Right. Like take offense to those dunks. Like this is the game's already over. You were just trying to score and you let a guy get a wide open dunk at the end of like regulation. Like if Devin Booker came down and did a 360 windmill dunk at the end of a game at home, the fans would be losing their minds. We would be posting that shit all across Twitter. Like I don't want to hear anything about how it's unsportsmanlike. Again, this is not baseball with some bullshit unwritten rules that we have to adhere to from like 70 year old men. I mean, like, we grow had up mercy and have fun. rules in basketball when we were younger. Mercy rules is one thing. Unwritten <laughs> rules where like you can't have fun and a player doing a 360 windmill dunk is wrong. If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Can you admit, though, it's a little <laughs> bit of salt in the wound? Like, yes, you know that, but you've earned that. But be upset about the wound. That's yeah. well, no, I agree. Why? Why is that what what pisses you off so much? Right. Like, I'm sorry, but you're just yelling at windmills at that point. What's what is right. the point at going over there and yelling at their bench? And supposedly Willie loves these guys, and they're like yelling vehemently I mean, at, at him. I don't get that. And like as if Willie Green could have stopped Zion from going in and dunking like that. It was an instinctual thing that he did at the end there. You know? Look, I can't, I played organized sports. I fucking won a state title in high school. Like I know that there are unwritten rules in sports. I don't give a shit. A player doing a 360 windmill dunk is cool. And if it's not cool, it's not something I want to be a part of. Like what are, be real about the reason that you are upset about the Zion dunk because it ain't about a team being up nine with five seconds to go. If the Suns did that, that shit would be all over Twitter and you know I'm right. So don't even go there. Well, no, if the Suns did it, everybody would be on the, this is ridiculous. That's also why people are upset. That's also why. Because they are mad about the way that their team is perceived. Yes. It's not about the principle of the thing. No, it, it it's all about because it happened to their team. Yeah, I mean, like, look, let's be honest. They're reaping some of what they sowed. I mean, they talk a lot of shit. And and now they're having to pay for that in, mm -hmm. in certain ways. And you don't like it. It hurts when somebody does the shit that you do to to people like yep. so you got to deal with it hopefully we see them come out angry on sunday with some energy and better because i am behind them <laughs> okay a couple more super chats while we are on the topic still um let's talk a little bit more about devin booker so or actually you know what? we'll start with flourishing hand said mental exhaustion can also affect athletes you're absolutely correct thank you for your super chat it could be a mental thing with this team. And maybe this is a wake-up call that kind of like snaps them out of it, gives them a little bit more just vibrance. They kind of seem really dull at the moment about everything. Well, then send them to your sports psychologist. Excuse me a second. Hey, we're doing our version of pack therapy over here. Keep it down. <laughs> All right. Sorry to the Coyotes people being quite loud over there. So. Um, okay. Now let's talk about Devin. Code sent a super chat. Thank you for your super chat code. Said, name a team that won a championship without a top 10 player. What do you expect from James Jones? Uh, what do you expect from James Jones? Doesn't matter unless we get that guy. So we know code from his uh, super chats and the chats in the past is not too high up on Devin right now. Um which is fair right now, but to say that he's not even close to a top 10 player is recency bias, and I'm not even going to dignify that. Well, but, I mean, but his point's wrong, too. Detroit won without a, a, a top guy like that. You know, I'd argue, I mean, Kawhi for Toronto, I guess, was up there, but 
they had a lot of guys that were guys that just fit the role, you know, and an older point guard in Lowry. Like, there's examples of teams built like this that could win a title. I mean, shit, the Suns almost did it uh, two years ago. Yeah, you can. It's obviously a lot more difficult when you don't have that guy. You look at those, like that Pistons team was obviously a, an exception to the rule. I just disagree with the premise that Devin Booker is not that guy. And again, you can be down on Devin Booker right now. It's totally warranted. He's played like shit the last week. But it was literally the week before that. He was dropping 40 a game for four straight games. So, like, you know, maybe have your memory extend back a little bit further than seven days ago. If we're talking the last three games, the Suns don't have a top 10 player. If we're talking in totality, Devin Booker is top 10. And if he's not, he's 11th. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then our final super chat for right now. Jeff, thank you for yours. They asked, is KD still a realistic option or a dream? At this point, I vote dream. Uh, Yeah, the Nets have kind of been turning it around. And even if they weren't, it would take them playing like shit to consider or for KD to like force his way out again. He's still under contract for multiple more years. I think at this point, it's still a dream. Look, I'm I'm going to say this. I think everybody needs to lower that expectation, lower that bar mm. a lot in what you expect in return. I still think ownership uh, and all that is going to impact what they're able to bring in as well. I think they're I don't know how much they're allowed to move in this current situation. Yeah, I I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they really weren't allowed to move as freely as they say they were whatsoever. Okay, we're going to take a quick break because we have some exciting news to tell you guys. We are officially welcoming Octane Raceway and Mavericks to the PHNX family. You've seen uh, fun content from all of us out there. We had one of our team outings down at Octane Raceway and had a blast. Now we're telling you guys that you absolutely need to check it out for yourself. From go-kart racing to bowling, arcade games, food, drinks, you name it. It is so much fun down at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Did you guys have a blast when you were out there? What was your favorite part? Yeah, look, I feel 50, I look 80, but when I'm out there, I, uh, you know, it's, it's fun like having, being a kid again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean... We played arcade games and had some fun where we were out there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, it's a good time and it's good for the family. I brought my six year old out there too when we had some family visiting. It's a lot of fun for everybody. So, all I remember from that day is that tow tree was really slow and I was stuck behind him. And then I basically was at like the bottom of the pack as far as who. who had the fastest track times because I just could not get around tow tree and tow tree was just chilling. He was just cruising. He wasn't eating have a care in the world. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and they have specials pretty much every single day of the week. What's today? Today is Friday. Saturday and Sunday, the specials are 50% off signature bowling before noon. So if you'd like to wake up early tomorrow or before the Suns game on, mon- on Sunday and get a few uh, games of bowling in, it's a great time to take advantage of that. And then Monday, a $15 unlimited fun pass and so many more specials throughout the week. Make sure you guys check them out. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Okay. Wait, you're allowed to have unlimited fun? I forgot that over the last You can days. have unlimited fun. Just like, have any fun. <laughs> we can have I've fun. I've had unlimited misery. That was what my card has been we these last three games. We can still have fun. We're going to have some fun talking about our draft king, king of the game, Tonight, we are going to go ahead and give it to Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul's second game back after missing substantial time. And he deserves the crown tonight. He finished with 24 points. He had eight rebounds, seven assists. He was six of nine from deep, which I think is the biggest one here because a lot of people um, in the beginning of the season were questioning if he would actually be able to hit those deep shots again. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul looked really good tonight. Yeah, she did. Uh, good to see a bounce back. They're going to need it. But I'm going to call bullshit. I don't think he was the king of the game. Uh, I think I have a better king of the game. Uh, can we show that, Emma? Really? These, this food, the garlic cheese knots, <laughs> were the king of the game. Oh, man. Kept us all a little calmer, gave us some joy. King of the game. Right? And did according it keep to us our calmer? graphic, it said it looked cute and tasted great. You so. completely went over the fact that it, it looked cute. Look at it. I'm, Look I'm not it. calling my food cute. Look at that crown placement the crown on the garlic cheesy knot. The crown knot. placement is spectacular. Fantastic. No, I mean, the the garlic knot looks cute. I'm I'm just yeah. I'm just Thanks. reeling from the fact that he said it kept us calm when we came on the show and the first thing we did for 20 well, minutes was, was yell, yell into the microphone. <laughs> the game. I mean, we ate at like the end of the first or yeah. end of the first half into the That's... third, and we felt all right. So it's a we temporary. We ran out of the fourth, and we got angry. It's a temporary calmness that we experienced. Hey, listen. I'll I'll take anything at this point. Um, oh, by the way, my pick in the pregame hit, it was a uh, pre-curated uh, parlay from DraftKings where Zion had to have over 25 and DA had over 18. And then mm -hmm. both teams were over 112 points yep. at a plus 500. So mm -hmm. if you haven't gone in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you absolutely should. And make sure you sign up with the code PHNX. Because when you use that code, you can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that's code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I All right, back to Chris like, Paul. F your feelings. I want some money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's exciting. That was the first time I've ever picked a parlay of any kind. And you, and you, I and you it. nailed it. Yeah, at a plus 500, that's fun. So it's exciting times. This is how addiction anyway, begins. Look, exactly. I, <laughs> I drain the bathtub. Uh, mm -hmm. Chris Paul being washed is not quite there yet. Uh, okay. Uh, this, was, this was enough to make me go, all right, there's still some of that guy we saw last year in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe not enough to carry the team when Devin Booker is off like we saw at times in his first two years here. But a guy that is there enough where he can still be a, an integral part of of helping this team uh, try to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that where that place is yet, <laughs> right. but he might help them get somewhere. Right, like we're going somewhere, y'all. These these nights are not going to come as consistently as they did last year when he was third team All NBA, but twenty four eight and seven, and I think he tied his career high for most made three pointers in a game with six. Which is kind of hilarious because that's, that's also crazy. Devin Booker's, and we've and Mikael Bridges. <laughs> and Mikael Bridges. Can anyone on this team hit seven threes in a game in their careers, or is Let's it Jake Crawford, or is six just the ceiling? <laughs> I don't even. It's probably six. Didn't he tweet about that? I think he had might seven or eight in a game, and he tweeted about it all proud. Yeah, but I mean, I I do think this was reassuring because up until this point, we hadn't seen yeah. a performance like this all season from Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he's missed half the season, but like before that. We were kind of wondering, okay, how much of this is him playing off the ball more? How much of this is him possibly turning 37 and being different now? This was a step in the right direction. Like, okay, him missing all those games, they played it right as far as the injury is concerned. If he's able to come out second game back and have a performance like this, that's very encouraging. 
Now we just need to get Book back on the same page, get Cam Johnson healthy. Then I will be more willing to evaluate where this team is. Yeah, I was ready to call time of death uh, <laughs> on his career yeah. after the other night. But give me two or three more games like this over the next five or six, and I'm willing to say the point guard, God has risen. So. All right. You know, it's really funny. I'm on Twitter right now, just kind of like looking around and seeing. Sorry, I know I should have been listening to you guys, but I wanted to see if there was an update from um, Dwayne as far as Devin Booker because the whole injury thing. And all he said was when Devin was asked about if he's injured, Devin said, quote, we'll figure it out. God, just give us a a real answer. Maybe maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But I do think it's funny. Everyone is also talking about the whole... When Mill Dunk at the end of the game campaign said it was uh, a little unsportsmanship mm-hmm. and uh, Eddie is arguing with Kendrick Perkins right now. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny. It's so funny how a game like this can make everyone so spicy with each other, no it's, matter what the situation is. So... Everyone's going to have one side of the coin and you're going to stick by it no matter how you feel. It's so polarizing, and I understand that it's unsportsmanlike. I don't care. Like, I would love for this team to have a little bit of edge like that and be punking teams like we've seen them do the last two years. Now we see a Pelicans team that we know is on the rise that gave us a good playoff series do it to us, and we're like, they should have respect for their elk. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, the here thing that I think took, I think God. the thing that made me kind of go, hmm, um, out of this Cameron Payne quote <laughs> is that he hmm. said, We do the right thing, and I feel like they should have done the right thing, and what, they did. What is the right thing? But, though? That, but that's the thing that, that frustrates me is like going back to your point about this team kind of has Monty's attitude as far as like the flopping and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You may look at it and say you're being true to basketball. You're doing the quote unquote right thing. But what's more important, leaning into the way that basketball is officiated nowadays and getting extra buckets and trips to the free throw line? Right. Or doing the quote unquote right thing based off of whatever your opinion of the right thing is. I I don't know. At this point, at this point, throw the right thing out the damn window and go flop and get to the line and let's win some more games. And and Code brings it up in the chat. There wouldn't have been an open dunk for Zion if campaign didn't try to sneak in an easy layup that he missed near the end. So, like, again, what are we? The Suns were trying to score, too. Like, I get that they're down and it's different. I just don't care until the buzzer sounds. It's fair game. I think Green Day said it best. Nice guys finish last. <laughs> or at least they don't finish with the Larry O'Brien trophy. I don't care about the right way. Yeah. Win damn games. <laughs> yeah. I mean. My head is going to explode. It's I, just... I have three. I have a week of pent up energy that is coming out right now. Like, yeah. I know we're supposed to be living by the whole idea of like, when they go low, we go high, but F it. Let's just go, go even low. lower. Yeah. <laughs> just hit him in the groin. All right. Sweep the leg. <laughs> What's the game where you have to like get underneath the, the limbo? Limbo. There you go. The bar is on the damn floor. Go lower. The bar is in hell. <laughs> No, Emma's no, just, Emma's horrified over here. Look, I'm not saying play dirty. I'm just saying like if I, it wins your title, <laughs> I'm okay. 
I just anyone upset about the Zion dunk is getting upset about the wrong thing. There are a lot of other things to be upset about tonight, like the contested ones that he had or the wide open ones that he had that should have been contested. Be upset about those. Okay. The only other thing that I did want to talk about from tonight's game um, that I saw quite a few people mention is the defense. The defense has also been slacking quite a bit lately from the Suns. We actually talked about this earlier on in the season, too. Um, when Chris Paul first got injured, we sort of saw a little bit of a dip as far as the Suns defensively. I think we chalked it up to maybe missing his communication out there. But even though Chris Paul's been back for two games and we kind of have that back now defensively, are you guys seeing anything out there that is giving you pause, any concern? Yeah, I mean, they're they they just outshot a team from the three point line by 14 three point makes and lost this game because they just got beat up around the rim. The defense hasn't been what it normally is. There's not a lot of rim deterrence at the rim. And again, Aiton was Aiton and Paul were our best players tonight. But there are times when I wish D.A. was a little more aggressive at contesting shots that come in his vicinity because he has the length, he has the athleticism, but I think he prefers to stick with fundamentally sound principles. And I kind of just want to see him come over and kick one into the third row. Uh, again, it's a, it's a stupid criticism in the wake of everything we've seen tonight, but like the defense has not been on par. They just gave up 128 points the other night against the Celtics. Their defense got kicked around. Like this is not the Suns defense. That's their bread and butter. That's what... Mm -hmm translates over to the offensive end and ignites their offense with transition opportunities. And it's harder to score against the set defense when you're giving up buckets like Monty talks about it all the time. So they've got to figure something out. I know the Pelicans are a very good team. They're top 10 in offense, but like their defense has to get back to their roots. We talked about this pregame. I don't think you can look at this game uh, defensively and judge much because they can't, they can't, Guard a guy like Zion. They have nobody yeah. to do it. I mean, we joked bringing Ish and just use six flat fouls. Ish didn't see a minute, uh, but you know, at one point, Mikhail was on him. We saw Jock on him. Uh, we saw you know a, a myriad of people, and there's no answer for that. I don't mm. think that. I don't take tonight as a condemnation on the defense, but the two games prior to this, they've they've been. Really bad defensively. I don't know. That, but I know there were a couple of spots tonight where it wasn't. It wasn't just Zion. No, right. that's true. You can't give twenty points on six to ten shooting to Jose Alvarado off the bench. Yes, yeah. you just can't do things like. And and there were times when like that last play before Book came out where he was just. I don't know if he was because the hamstring thing had happened. I think the player two before, but he just looked disinterested in the play. I don't know if it's because he was hurt or because he was having a bad shooting night. And Book is a guy that when he's having those off shooting nights, it does kind of trickle over to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. But whatever the case was, there were a lot of instances where you're looking and you're like, that's not the Suns. Like the rotating Suns defense from last year that was switching and communicating everything and, and forcing tough shots at the end of shot clocks. Like, we haven't seen that defense in a while now, and they need to get back to it if they want to start winning games again. All right. Uh, two more nuggets of information for you guys. First and foremost, the Underdog Fantasy app. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the real world is not very great for us right now, so maybe go live in fantasy land on the Underdog Fantasy app and combine fantasy sports and winning a bunch of money. It's a heck of a lot of fun. We have a fantasy show here at PHNX, so if you 
are new to fantasy or at least specifically the Underdog Fantasy app, you can check out that show to get some more tips and tricks. If you're super into fantasy, that show is also the right place for you to go. The Underdog Fantasy app, like I said, you combines fantasy sports and the opportunity to win a lot of money. It's easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with the promo code PHNX, though, because when you use that promo code, Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Also, I know I told you about Octane Raceway. We also have another new partner who has joined the PHNX family this week, Illegal Pete's. Fantastic food from guac and queso to bowls and tacos and salads and burritos and nachos, a full bar, you name it. They've got it, and it is mighty delicious, and we're very happy to have them a part of our family here. Be sure to check out their location off of Mill in Tempe, because right now when you purchase $100 in gift cards, they'll throw you a $25 gift card on the house. And be on the lookout for a few very informal but very fun happy hours with our PHNX Sun Devils crew. Were you here for the guac tasting? I was not. I wasn't. That that was the biggest thing I was upset that I missed. I know. Mm-hmm. It was the only it seemed like the only bright spot. I was know. upset that Team Queso won. That's crap. We we I'm work sorry. with some yeah. interesting people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I refuse to choose, although I will say I do eat more avocado and guacamole Damn. than I do I mean, queso, to be fair, but the the correct answer is both. To yes. Be fair. And that's what but, I voted. My yeah. my vote was both. You're not gonna But force if I me have to choose, to choose one, Ever. I'm going guac. <laughs> I but I'll say this. Hmm. Guac has a high ceiling. Yeah. But a low floor. Okay. If you make a bad That's guac, fair. it's much worse That's than a bad queso. That's true. Because, okay, melted cheese is you, melted it's cheese. It's really hard to screw up melted cheese. Yeah. But bad guac can be ultimately bad. So That's I, fair. I get that. All hmm. right. Two more super chats to get to here. Uh, Manny, thank you for your super chat. Manny said, Suns need to stop flapping around. Every single player, coach, and front office needs to look in the mirror and ask themselves, WTF are we doing here? I think that's a good place to start. And Devin even said it himself after the Boston game. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that it's not just Devin. It's every single person in the basketball side of that organization needs to take a hard, long look in the mirror, self-reflection, and then make some changes because a lot of this, a lot of this, the frustrating part is may not as much tonight, a little bit tonight, but more so in the last two games. Uh, it was just effort. And I, it's just like, if you don't want to be there, how do you expect us to want to be here? And I don't want any of that motivational shit when you look in the mirror. I don't want to see I'm good enough. I'm kind enough. And gosh darn it. People like me. No, I want to hear <laughs> how me. do I feel <laughs> about this? Am I here to win a championship or not? Those are the hard questions yeah. I want asked. I do the first thing you were saying every morning. Am I not? Should I not be doing that? No, you, you can kind of do it. Smiling. You can do it because you do your job well. Right no. now, they're in a funk. If you go, if you go a whole week with really shitty articles, yeah. I'm gonna tell you to stop saying that in the mirror too. That's oh, fair. No, just a week off. <laughs> All right, another super chat from Trevor. Trevor, thank you for your super chat. They said, "I think we got spoiled with all the winning, especially last year." Trying not to overreact, I think they need this good butt kicking for us to be better. Um, I agree. I do think we kind of got spoiled a little bit last year. Definitely. I don't. I think we all kind of leaned in really far into being a winning team, and we forgot how to lose. We we went from <laughs> in a three year span. We went from the worst record in the NBA to the best. 
it is hard to deal with that kind of whiplash and do it in a uh, humble way. I will say that for our fan base, we are not humble, and that is both for good and for bad. Um, but yeah, I, I do think last year kind of set the bar exceptionally high, mm-hmm. and this year we were all saying it like we need to temper expectations in terms of regular season success. We want to see them experiment. We want to see them do different things at, at the cost of wins here or there. That has happened, but I think the frustrating part is not seeing that trade come through that we need to see that upgrade for the long term. And if you look at this team's toughness right now, if you look at the way that they're stacking up against elite competition, not just in the league, but in the West, it's not the same as last year. And it's hard to look at a closing title window and see just a lack of activity and accept it. So I do think context and perspective is important. It's really awesome that this is a great team and that we're even talking about them in title conversation. But at the same time, like this franchise has been around for 54 years and hasn't gotten over that hump. And this fan base has every right to want them to get to that place. But all James Jones and Monty Williams have talked about too is that's what we're here for. Right. That's our goal. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's the fan base setting their expectations too high. That expectation was set for us. That's fair. And they're falling short of their stated goal right now. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what's frustrating. This isn't because they've been experimenting over Mm -hmm. the last three games. This wasn't because Monty went, hey, (laughs) let's try some crazy lineups against these teams. This was they got outplayed by three teams mm-hmm. that very, you know, two teams that will be in their way in the West mm-hmm. and a team that you very well could see in the finals if you're lucky enough to get there. And that's where I think the frustration is, is lack of heart, lack of intensity, lack of edge against these teams. If you want to measure yourself, you want to have a championship standard, you got to play well and hold your own against those kind of teams. I get it. It's December and it doesn't matter until March, April, May, you know, but it's about setting habits. It's about building that. And that mentality can't be what these three games were. Yep. All right. I'm done ranting about all of this. I don't have any more feels. Do you guys have any more things you need to get off your chest? Um, I did see a couple of questions in the chat about why campaign came back into the game at the six minute mark, just in case anyone was curious about that. That is normally when Chris Paul is healthy, when Monty subs him out of the fourth, and then he usually puts him back in at the three-minute mark, so that's what was happening. I do understand why tonight it would have been tempting maybe to leave him in just because he had it rolling, and those threes that he hit were literally bringing them back in the game. But in his defense, like, campaign did hit a three after he checked in, and that was a big one that put them up. Uh, it's unfortunate that things went downhill from there. Well, and Chris Paul's only back. This is only his second game back. Right. So, you know, you got to keep that into consideration, too. I know they said, well, we're not going to bring him back till he's 100%, but there's still conditioning and stuff, right? right? I mean, if you have a sore heel, you're not doing a whole hell of a lot of conditioning. So you got to keep that in mind. Yeah. So, and he played 34 minutes tonight. So, yeah. Code said, uh, if you were here for the seven seconds or less seasons, we are all traumatized from how drastically it all went downhill. We, I fair. think we have a lot of trauma as Suns fans. We do. Um, it's all trauma, Dating back Lindsay. to basically the start of this franchise. Yeah. 69 uh, coin toss, anybody? We have a lot of trauma. And hopefully one day we can, can, we can work through it. But with enough conversation, enough community support, mm. enough therapy sessions, there is not, and maybe one, just one championship, we can work through it. There are not enough therapists 
in the world to help us Suns fans with what ails us. Well, that's why we're all the, here together. The only thing that will cure what ails us is the Larry O'Brien. Mm. I don't care what doctors you bring in. I don't care what sorcery you bring in. Unless you have the Larry O'Brien, none of us are feeling better. Yep. Uh, well, we shall see. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, don't forget the next game is on Sunday again against the Pelicans. So this is a quick turnaround. If the Suns are really looking for revenge, they'll get it pretty soon. Or it could be really bad again. And let's hope for not that one. I would prefer to get some revenge on Sunday. Yeah. We're going to have a pregame show 30 minutes before that game tips off. And then, of course, a postgame show after it wraps up. What's up, Espo? Hello, says Espo hasn't sold the soul of the devil enough. <laughs> <laughs> I sold these two sold too. They don't know. Espo's but about been to enough. sell your soul, hello, <laughs> to the devil. So you just just be careful. Careful what you wish for. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, Gerald is so glad that you're here to take us home today. I'm so, He's so over it. Were you doing it? I split Poorly. it between them 50 50. I'll go back and listen to you. On that. <laughs> no, uh, I got to tell you, thanks to my wife and my daughter for these custom basketball socks. They meant the world to me. Ahoy, hoy. I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the live. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat. Get involved. Rhyme say it's got.